So I got an email from a guy I knew. Well, I mean, I still know him. But I, the same, I've had the same email since, I don't know, 1994, 95, in that area, right around when they first started emails. <laughs> so I, it, might, it might even have been, might, might, I mean, here we are, what, 30 years later. So might have been 98, might have been 94. Eh, we'll, we'll go with 98, 95 area. Um, anyway, so this guy I knew, I watched him tear his life apart with drink and with uh, reliving the memories he didn't live a well, uh, a, a well, he did not have a well-lived life, for he allowed his past to stop him. Every day he relived his demons, his pain, his memories, and every night he tried to drink that away. The question I had for this guy was simple. It was, why do you do this to yourself? He said that the alcohol, drinking himself into a super every night, stupor every night, was the only way that he could forget the pain, dampen the memories, and sleep, for his brain would not shut down. It would just holler at him and bring up this over and over and over and over. Yet something changed in this man. Something stopped the cycle. One day, this guy met Jesus. The real, the life-changing Jesus. And that, he said, was what changed him. He had heard of him, he had heard of Jesus, but he thought he had to give up everything, that he had to clean up, that he had to change before he went to Jesus. He thought he had to be something he was not before he got to him, so he never bothered. Yet when he did meet Jesus, Jesus didn't ask him to clean, clean up. Jesus didn't ask him to stop drinking. Jesus didn't ask him to go to a 12-step program. Jesus told him, Come to me, and I will give you rest. Rest from the pain. Rest from the addiction. Rest from the memories. Rest from the demons. That's what Jesus gave him. Jesus made no claims, made no demands. He just said, come unto me. Come unto me as you are, and I will give you rest. He said that the amazing thing to him was after all those years of drinking, that once he met Jesus... He tried to have a drink. He just didn't want to. All those years. And Jesus changed it like that. He just didn't want to. It didn't feel right when he went to have a, a, a beer. He's been sober now for about 20 years. We still email on occasion. And to this day, he says that meeting with Jesus was the single greatest thing to ever happen to him. So we're going to talk about a couple of instances of the life-changing Jesus. But... Jesus does not ask you to change. Jesus changes you. He makes you want to. Once you meet him, you don't want to be as you were anymore. We're going to go to Matthew eleven twenty eight. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light these are the words that Jesus spoke to the people this is right after the death of John the Baptist Jesus cries to the people come unto me I will give you rest 
Yet the kind of rest he talks about is not the kind of rest that we are looking for, the kind of rest that we think about. He will give you rest. He says, take my yoke and learn of me. Not just come and be the same, but come on to me and learn of me. He talks of rest unto your souls, not in your daily life, not in your finances, not in your relationships. He says he will give you rest unto your souls. It will quiet, it will ease unto your soul. So we're going to look at a soul that he gave rest to. Luke 8, 34. And when they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he, he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Jesus here is sitting with the man, the, the, the demon-possessed uh, man of the Gadarenes, excuse me, formerly the demon-possessed man of the Gadarenes called Legion. Jesus didn't tell that man to change. Jesus didn't have that man shower and clean up before he came to him. This man was running around with chains in a graveyard with no clothes. Jesus didn't have him fix all that. Jesus said, come to me. The man came to him. And Jesus made him want to change. Jesus did not have that man change. He met Jesus, and then everything changed for him. Everything changed for the man called Legion. In the Bible, their demon's name is Legion, but this is how we identify him. The man of the Gadarenes, the demon-possessed man of the Gadarenes, who lived among the tombstones, possessed with so many demons, they called themselves Legion. Jesus came around, and now this, this, this demon-filled man is now in his right mind. He's now clothed, and he is now sitting at the feet of Jesus. This man is given rest from the pain the demon possession, and the violence both upon himself and upon others. Jesus, the life changer, the heart renewer. Jesus, the life giver. He changes lives. He changes hearts. And he will give rest to your soul. He will give peace and he will give solace. That's a deeper kind of rest. What did this man do now that his life has changed? The first time we see him after the demon possession, after the violence, after the filth, after the change, what do we see? We see him clothed in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning of this man Jesus, basking in the glow of what Jesus did. Now, we're going to see what he does when Jesus is ready and to depart. Luke 8.38 now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house, and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way, and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. The man 
whose life has changed, is ready to follow Jesus. Ready to go wherever he went, for he wanted to be with the one who changed his life. He wanted to be with the one who showed the love and the patience to deal with the problems. He wanted to be one with the life-changing Jesus. That's where he wanted to be. He longed for the one who healed him, changed him, to be near him, to be in his company, to be in his presence. That's what this man did. He wanted to be where Jesus was. Jesus, though, sees a different path for this man. He tells this man to go out and proclaim all the great things God hath done. He was told to go and to show all the great things God had done unto him. We see a man in his right mind, who just a few uh, verses before was not, free of the demons, clothed, civil, and we believe that was a great change. But the wording here, the wording Jesus uses is a bit different than what we might use in this situation. Jesus says to go and show how great things God hath done unto thee. Not for thee, unto thee. Those are the words that Christ used. He met Jesus and Jesus showed him great and wonderful things. And then he told this man to go publish it. Show it throughout his home, throughout his city, throughout his nation. What did the man do? He then went out and published throughout his city all the great things Jesus had done unto him. He didn't have to do anything for Jesus. All he had to do was come and meet him and Jesus changed his life. Jesus changed his heart. Jesus healed the afflictions. Jesus healed the mind. Jesus put this man's soul at rest, just like he promised. Let's go to another encounter. Mark 7, 31. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came unto the Sea of Galilee, through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they, beseech, and they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude, put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Batha, I can't pronounce that, that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were opened, the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain. And he charged them that they should tell no man, but the more he charged them, so much more a great deal they published it. And were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. That's what Jesus does. He changes lives. They brought a deaf man who had a speech impediment to Jesus. He charged them that they should tell no man what he had done. Yet the more he told them to stay silent, the more they spread his fame. He healed the deaf, made the dumb to talk, and they were astonished at this man and all the power that God gave him. They were astonished. He gave this man rest from his, from his disabilities. Gave this man rest from his handicaps, and they witnessed to all of the greatness of Jesus and how he loosed him from the bondage to his physical limitation. Jesus changed his life. Jesus gives rest. Jesus gives a changed heart. 
He says, Come unto me, all that are all that labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and I will give you rest unto your souls. Come and learn of me. That's what Jesus says. You do not have to change to meet Jesus. He will make you want to when you meet him. Those that labor under sin, those that carry guilt, addictions, pain, memories of betrayals, memories from a life before, come unto Jesus and he will give you rest to your souls. He does not require you to correct all the wrongs in your life. He does not require you to give up the pleasures, pleasures that have led you to where you are. He does not ask you to give up your addictions. He does not ask you to shower or change. Go to a 12-step program. He says, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, come unto me. That's all. That's what he asks. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. If you have never met this man, Jesus, if you have never come unto him and asked for his rest, his peace, then I urge you to do it today. You have nothing to lose by calling on Him. You have nothing to lose by calling on Jesus. But you have everything to gain. He can give you rest. He can ease the pain in your soul. He can fill the emptiness in your heart. He can take away the addictions. He can take away the pain. He can take away the misery. He can fill the void. When you meet that Jesus... The Jesus that this man met, the, the deaf and dumb man, when you meet that Jesus, you want to tell everybody of what he has done unto you, of what he has done to you, and what he has done for you. There is a life-changing Savior out there, and his name is Jesus, the everlasting, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. He is a life-changing Savior. He says... Read it again just to make sure you hear what I'm trying to say. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Alcohol addiction, he can help with that. Drug addiction, he can help with that. Any kind of addiction, any kind of pain, any kind of remorse, any kind of regret, any kind of problem you have, he can help with that. He can give rest to your soul. Now again, he doesn't say he's going to give you rest to your finances. He doesn't give you rest to your relationships. He's going to give you rest in your soul. And that's something you can't buy. That's something you can't find anywhere else. He did it for the demon-possessed man of the Gadarenes. He did it for the deaf, deaf and dumb man. He can do it for you. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and he will give you rest.